Hey, this is Michael Scobie. We're so honored that you're tuned into our podcast today. Whether you're part of our Vibrant Church family in person or online, I want to encourage you to connect with us on social media. Just search Vibrant HTX on all social media markets. You can also go to VibrantHTX.com to hear about things going on, connect with a life group, or even get to know some of our pastoral team. We pray this message inspires you, challenges you, and helps you make your next step in following Jesus. Let's jump into the message. Vibrant family, come on, give it up if you're glad to be in the house of God today. Woo, man, it feels good in the house, man. I don't know about you guys, but I had a great week. Anybody had just a great week, like a spectacular week? Anybody with me? I had one of those. Uh, I am happy that you chose to be at church today. As always, I want to take just a moment, look directly into the camera. I want to welcome all of our online family. And I don't care if you're watching in Texas, in the USA, outside the USA. We had people watching our services in Europe last week. It was incredible. It was awesome. Really, really neat. Uh, So let's welcome all of our online family. And thank you for being a part of the Vibrant family. I love it. If you look around, there's not a lot of chairs left. I, man, I tell you what, I love when Brady leads service. Pastor Brady did an amazing job, didn't he? Where's Brady at? I don't know where he went, but give it up for Brady. Awesome job. That dude is a funny, funny cat. He is a funny cat. Uh, my name is Michael. If we have not met before, my wife Carmen and I have the tremendous honor and privilege of serving this church as lead pastors. And I just got to tell you, we're so happy that you're at church today. So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. You could have been thousands of other places, but you chose to be at church. Give yourselves a hand for that. That's great. Um, there's a few things I want to tell you about before we dive into the Word. I'm really excited about preaching today. I've got a word uh, really from my belly that I've been sitting on for a while, and I, I can't wait to, to preach this, but there's a few things I want to tell you about before we get there. Number one, uh, please be in prayer, but also encouragement uh, for Linda, uh, for Miss Linda Lockridge. She, uh, she's a, a, a lady in our church, and, and you probably have met her. She uh, serves on our, our coffee team. Doesn't our coffee team do an amazing job every week? Serves with our coffee team. Uh, she had been um, staying away just because of COVID, just trying to be safe. And um, this, this week, she had a tragedy happen in her life, and she actually lost her mother. And so here's the thing is, if you know Miss Linda, uh, and, and she's probably watching right now, Miss Linda, I want you to know that we love you. Your vibrant family is here for you. And, and not only that, but, but she has COVID right now. So she lost her mom, and she's isolated with COVID. But Miss Linda, I want you to know that we love you. We're with you. We're standing with you. You have a family that have your back. If you know Miss Linda and you love Miss Linda, I wish you'd give it up for her right now. Come on, come on, come on. You hear that? Here's what I wish our church would do, and I hope she's watching this. I wish our church would just, just, just throw all the love on her, okay? You just, I, w- I wish that she'd never have to cook a meal this week for the next few weeks, for the next month. Let's just uh, get her gift cards. Just, let's just bless their family right now and take care. That's what family does, right? And so let's just lift them up and, and that entire family, Miss Linda. And so uh, if y'all, y'all can help me with that, can we do that together? Let's just love, honor, and, and do that. So excited about it. This week we have something very, very special I want to tell you about, okay? Very, very special. I do not do this very often, and so uh, just understand um, we try to plan things months out in advance, and I mean, we're, we're working on series for, you know, April and, and June, you know, beyond June right now and, and internally, but so it's not often that we change things like last minute and make a, make a sharp turn here, but we're going to make a, I just felt uh, the unction of the Holy Spirit, and, and as a pastor, I'm just going to be honest with you, and I hear God speak, I'm going to go that way. Uh, it doesn't really matter what we have planned, and so that being said, um, this Wednesday night, everybody say this Wednesday 
We're going to have a very special midweek service, okay? A midweek service. I know we don't do midweek services very often, okay? Uh, but it'll be at 6.30, okay? 6.30, there will be kids ministry uh, Wednesday night, okay? There'll be kids ministry. 6.30, there's going to be a special time of worship. Uh, but I'll just tell you what, this is going to be an in-person only event. So those of you that are watching online, if you want to be a part of this, we'll put out extra chairs. We'll make it where you can distance even more. Please, if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, do that. However, if, however you got to get here, get here. Uh, there's a message that we heard this week uh, from Dr. Tony Evans. And I just got to tell you, it was a game changer when it comes to culture, when it comes to what we're dealing with, with politics, with, uh, with COVID, with, with race relations and all things. It was wisdom beyond anything that we had ever heard. And I felt like, uh, I felt like our church needed to hear this, okay? And so what we're going to do is at Wednesday night, we're going to have a special time of worship. And we're actually going to stream that message. Uh, Milestone Church in Dallas has actually given us uh, the privilege and the opportunity to stream this for our church Wednesday night, okay? So uh, plan on being here, okay? Wednesday night, you're going to be here? All right. All right. I love it. Now, I, before, I got one more thing. I know I told you I got a lot of things to tell you before diving into the message. This week, Carmen and I, uh, we were at a conference in Dallas uh, called Prepare at Milestone Church. It's one of the largest churches in Dallas area, and, uh, and their, their main campus is in Keller. And so um, I, I just want to tell you just kind of a very short, cool story. I was sitting there in the roundtable session. There's a pastor's roundtable uh, where there's hundreds of pastors around and thousands of people. And I'm sitting on the third row there, and it's kind of in between sessions. And uh, we have a relationship uh, with Pastor Jeff Little, uh, the lead pastor of, of that church. And uh, they've been incredible for us, just leading us and, and, and helping influence us. And uh, actually, Chase and Hannah, who go, at our go to our church, Chase grew up in that church. And so it's very, very cool. Uh, but I was sitting there in between sessions, and uh, Pastor Jeff came up to me. And he said, hey, Michael. And I was like, I was on my phone checking Twitter. So I was like, I was like oh, I better put that down, right? And he comes up, and he's talking to me. And he's, he's asking about our church and talking about all the things. And he's like, hey, man, uh, I, I heard that you guys were in a building campaign. I heard that God is blessing you guys so much. And I was like, yeah, man. I started telling him about it. He was like, hey, guess what? I want to be a part of that. Before you leave today, we're, our church is going to write you a check for $10,000 towards forward. $10,000. Come on. Praise God for that. I want you guys to know that there are churches all around the nation that are seeing what's going on at Vibrant. And they're seeing how peculiar it is. And, they, you know, Pastor Jeff, he told me, he's like, here's the thing, Michael. There is a, there's a harvest coming for your church, and I want to invest in good soil. And Vibrant Church is good soil. You are good soil. The Woodlands is good soil. I want you to know that. Come on. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So I, I, I'm going to give you some updates on forward as we go. But uh, as of right now, we're at $134,000 in the forward count. And praise God for that. That's awesome. All right, so now I don't have any more announcements. I'll dive into the Word. Y'all ready? All right, no more? Okay. <laughs> you know, the, the new year is a fresh time for all of us, right? It's a fresh time, and it usually, for all of us, it normally begins with some kind of resolution, right? I want to get something. I want to change something that's, you know, that I didn't do before. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to get my finances right, get out of debt, and all of those things. But when those things don't end up working out, we get frustrated and what happens is we end up quitting, and we live the same life that we did the previous year, right? That's what ends up happening. And this series is really about aligning ourselves differently from that, okay? It's about aligning ourselves, starting 2021 differently, right? Starting it differently, aligning ourselves differently 
All of us want to change life. Who wants to change life? I, I want to change life. We all want that. We want to change life. And, and, and we don't want an improved life like we talked about last week. We want a, a, a new life, right? Uh, because if it's, if it's new, it's not improved. But if it's improved, it's not new, right? You can't be both, okay? Uh, I want a new life. But when we focus on resolutions, when we try to become new focusing on resolutions, we're only focusing on behaviors, Okay, only the things that we do, not the things that we are. Okay, and it doesn't work that way. We don't change outside in, we change inside out, right? Inside out. The change that you need at the beginning of this year is, a, is spiritual. It's spiritual. And why is that? It's because you're a spiritual being. You are a spiritual being. Before you can shed those addictions, there's got to be a, a shift in your life spiritually. You become new spiritually, and there's this power to impact all the other things around you right? Spiritually become new. And and, and so your spiritual health has something to do with your physical health, with your finances, with your dreams and your ambitions, with your purpose, with your relationships. Your spiritual health has something to do with all of that, right? And and that's super important for us to break down. And so we're looking at these few things and and seeing what that looks like to be brand new this month, to be brand new. New And last week we talked about um, walking through being brand new in our faith. What does that look like? Just kind of renewing our faith in Jesus and and allowing him to change us from the inside out. The next week, next week we're going to talk about the the future, a brand new future for you. We're going to talk about dreaming and and, and all that God really has uh, for you in store. And then finally, the last week of this month, I don't want you to miss this, uh, on the 31st, uh, so Ryan and Crystal are going to tag team preach, and they're going to preach a message on fulfillment that you do not want to miss. It's going to be incredible, okay? Now, you're going to love it. It's like two amazing preachers coming together. It's just going to like blow the house up. It's going to be great. Um, but today, I want to preach to you about a brand new freedom. Can everybody say freedom? Freedom. You know, I really do believe, and we preach this very often. In fact, there was an entire series called Conspiracy Theory that we did a few months back about freedom. And so I won't rehash that series, but freedom is found in relationships. And that's not a surprise to anybody that's been coming to this church or listening to any of our messages for very long. We are built off of relationships. And freedom is how, you know, freedom is found inside of those relationships. And the reason for that is that relationships are spiritual, Relationships are spiritual. Here's the question. Why are relationships spiritual? I want to dig into a truth today that will help you change the way that you look at your friendships and your relationships and your freedom forever. And so uh, I just got to warn you, uh, you know, some people say, well, Pastor Michael, you know, I I just really want some deep preaching. I just want some of that deep preaching. Well, I'm I'm just going to tell you what, church, you're going to get some of the deep preaching today, okay? Y'all ready? We're going to go to the deep end of the pool today, so y'all stay with me and uh, hang with me because I'm going somewhere, okay? We're going to go to the deep end of the pool. Let's let's look at this uh, this particular scripture that this entire message series is based off of. It's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, when someone becomes a Christian, underline that, circle it, star it. Uh, highlight it, tattoo it, whatever you got to do. When somebody becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. Inside, right? He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. I like to say a new life can begin when transformation begins. Then the resolutions work, right? Then the resolutions work. Let me set this up for you today. So creation 
In Genesis, beginning of the Bible, first book, if you hadn't read it before, it's good, start there. Um, <laughs> you know, Genesis, in Genesis, creation happens, and at first things that he creates are inanimate, right? They're stars, they're moons, they're planets. Then he moves on to living creatures, okay, moves on to living creatures, things that will breathe or have life in them. Genesis 1, 11 through 12 says, Then God said, Let the land pr- produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants. Uh, that's highlighted on the screen, but I want you to remember that because it's very important in where we're going today, okay? Seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. When God created the thing, he created a way for the thing to make more things, right? Right? God just didn't make the thing and be like, oh, that's cool, right? God always created a way for the thing to create more things. Don't miss that. I know it seems elementary, but it's important. Notice that in the scripture it says various kinds. The question I have is how could he have created various kinds when there had never been a kind before? How did he do that? Here's how. Inside the very first tree that was ever created was the seed that eventually became the tree in your yard. God packed that all in there. God shoved inside the first thing, the seed, the ability to reproduce and create the next thing. It it cross-pollinates and it creates not just a tree or a forest, but a generation of forests, right? A generation of forests. Oak trees that hurricanes can't blow down And God can shove it all into an acorn. That's how good our God is. That's how powerful our God is. Not a storm on this earth can knock this big oak tree over, but God can shrink it down inside of an acorn. Or as they say in the south, an acorn. You know what I'm saying? And it was so, right? The next part of this verse, the land produced vegetation, plants bearing uh, seed according to their kinds, Trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. This has always been a a part of the plan to multiply. To multiply. And and this is, uh, to set this up, the vehicle of multiplication from the beginning was always intimacy. It was always intimacy. They had to be close, right? Trees would cross-pollinate. Humans have to be intimate physically. Uh, Wherever there is intimacy... There is reproduction. Wherever there is intimacy, there is reproduction. Let me say it a little bit different way. Uh, Where there is closeness, there is influence. Where there is closeness, there is influence. I want you to write that down and star it. Just just put it somewhere though, okay? Uh, Like I said, I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And then God said, let us make man in our image. And our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, I want to stop and point this out. This is very important before we move on to this next part of the verse. These next words in the verse are the first recorded words of God. The first recorded words of God in the Bible. And so in Bible school, there was a very important way to study uh, things that 
should stick out to you. And it was the law of first mention. Anytime something was mentioned for the first time in the Bible, that's the, the origination point. You want to go back to there when you're studying doctrine, when you're studying uh, your belief systems, you want to go to the point of origination, right? The, the law of first mention. Well, this is kind of duly important because not only was this the law of first mention, but this was the first words of God. So not only was it the first mention, but it was the first words of God. So duly important here. So what did he say? What did he say here? We all know the scripture. God blessed them, praise God for that, and said to them, be fruitful and increase and number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. He knew that there would be a physical increase because he created us that way, right? Be fruitful, and another version says multiply. Multiplication was always the plan. But listen in. The next part of the verse, he says, fill the earth and subdue it. Subdue it. Sub that means there was some kind of authority that came with an inheritance. There was an authority that came with reproduction. There was an authority that came with influence, okay? I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. There's an authority that comes with that. Church, let me just tell you that you inherited giftings, talents, abilities, thought patterns from previous generations. You, you inherited ways of life from previous generations. Uh, when Ethan was a small, very small child, um, uh, let me back up. When I was a very small child, what I did, uh, I, I don't know why I did it, but there are pictures of me that I would grab ears. And I would rub ears when I was a very small child. And I would grab the ear. And I, I don't know what it was. Dogs sniff butts. I grab ears. I don't know what it was. I, I just, I, that was what I did. But so, you know, that was kind of cute and that was kind of cool. But then it was even more cool when Ethan was born. And he had never seen it before. And he started grabbing people's ears. And he would grab my ear almost as of identification. It was almost when he grabbed his unky's ear, it was a mode of comfort. Right? It was something that he inherited there's a transference generationally of your nature. There's a transference. God is so big picture that he thinks generationally. He doesn't think in one generation what's good for just this generation. He thinks generations hundreds and thousands of years from now. That's how big our God thinks. Okay, he's thinking generationally when we're thinking about today. Now, it's not just physical DNA, though. It's spiritual DNA. It's spiritual DNA. That's why he focused so much on Abraham and the legacy that he was building. Your family will be as numerous as the sand and the stars. It was important because not who was, was, was passing down, but it was what he was passing down. Right? What was being passed down? What's the point? God moves through relationships. God literally moves through relationships. God designed us to move through relationships. God designed you to move through relationships. Think about it. Some of the biggest decisions that you will make in your life are relationships decisions. They're relationship decisions, right? God set in motion the ability to a blessing to be transferred through relationship. He did it in the beginning. God set that ability for, for blessing to be transferred. And when it happens, we find in the Bible that, that, that many times that blessing would double. That blessing would double. Once again, if you want to know what God values, look at what the enemy tries to emulate. Right? Go back to that. That's why the devil tries to weasel his way and get in every relationship he can. Because if there was one area, hands down, that he wants to do, he wants to get in your relationships because he wants to stop the process of generational blessing. Man, that's good. 
Why does he want to get up all in your relationships? Because he wants to stop the process of generational blessing in your life. God took a risk by this, though, because not just the good things are passed down. It's not all the great things. It's not just the talent and the ability. And there is so much data on this, I could overwhelm you with statistics. But here's one that's alarming. 97% of kids that were abused will grow up to abuse their children. Why? Because relationships are spiritual. Malachi is one of the prophetic books. It's actually just four chapters. And it's all set up by one big question. Where are you, God? Why does our world look like the way it looks right now? And God actually responds to him in this, in this portion of scripture. In Malachi chapter 2, 13 through 15, it says, And this is the second thing you do. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying. So he does not regard the offering anymore, nor receive it with goodwill from your hands. Yet you say, for what reason? Because the Lord has been witness to you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. But did he not make them one, having the remnant of the Spirit? Relationships are spiritual. And why one? He seeks godly offspring. He seeks generational blessing. Generational. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. What is he saying there? I know that's kind of complicated in a verse. He's saying essentially that he was missing out on the very first thing. He's saying, I told you from the beginning, you're missing out on that. I told you relationships were spiritual. You're missing out on that. You're not understanding the power that comes with your relationship. Because I'm seeking godly offspring. I'm seeking a spiritual transference. You know, growing up in church, divorce was the, the bad sin. You know what I'm saying? It was the one you don't even say the word, right? It, it was the one that, you know, there's sin and then there's like divorce sin. And it was the thing, you know, and I just got to tell you today, church, that's just like not the case. It's not. It's not the case. But I will tell you that God's biggest problem with divorce is not even the people getting divorced. It's the stoppage of spiritual transference. It's the stoppage of spiritual transference. It, it creates a chain, a chain reaction that's difficult to fix. Now, and it creates a backup of blessings. Now, I just want to tell you, here's the thing. I'm preaching to so many people here in person and online that, that have been divorced. And listen to me. I want you to look at me in my eyes. That's not the end of your story. And we're thankful for the grace of Jesus because every one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us. Every one of us have a backup of blessings because that's what sin does. It stops blessing. That's what it does. But here's the thing is that this book in Malachi... It's talking about, it's saying here, Malachi is talking about this, the wife of your youth. And it was really encouraging to get back to the wife of your youth, get back to the origination point of spiritual transference. What, admonishing in this, well, here's the great thing, is that the very next book in the Bible, Jesus is born. Jesus is born. See, Jesus comes, he's crucified. He comes back for 40 days. And the last thing he says before he ascends to heaven with the Father, he says, what is it, what is it? We go back to Genesis 1. He says, to multiply. The very last thing that he says. Now it gets deep and it's about to get good. Y'all ready? I set all this up. I put it on a tee. Y'all ready? 
We're going 300-yard drive right here. This is it. The original translation of that verse, multiply, has nothing to do with creating babies. Do you know that? Has nothing to do with, with a physical pregnancy. In fact, if you go back to the origination point of that particular verse, I want to read it to you. This be fruitful with multiply, it's, it literally means a transfer of blessing. When he says be fruitful and multiply, he was literally saying be fruitful and transfer your blessing. Find somebody to have a spiritual trans, uh, a transference with. There is somebody in your life, he was saying, to share the blessing. And what happens is sin stops the flow of blessing. It creates a stoppage where the, the sin just, this flow of blessing stops. But then Jesus comes, dies on a cross, comes back, is with us for 40 days. And he says, the last thing he says when he's on the earth, he says, go, I've broken the power of sin. I've taken the blockage out. Go and let the transference of spiritual blessing happen again. Let it happen through your relationships. Let it happen. I want the blessing to flow. That's what he says. He begins the entire Bible. He begins the entire word of God by saying relationships are spiritual. Everything in your relationships are spiritual. I don't care if they're friendships. I don't care if they're dating relationships. I don't care if it's your marriage. I don't care if it's your father, your mother, your stepmother, your mother-in-law you don't even like. Like that is spiritual. Y'all laugh because you don't like your mother-in-law. That's spiritual. It is spiritual. He begins the entire book of the Bible with relationships are, are spiritual, but then he comes back to earth, and I don't want you to miss this. The last words that he says when he's physically on this, on this earth is he says, relationships are spiritual. Share your blessing. Find somebody. Go and multiply. It had nothing to do with babies. It had everything to do with spiritual trans, uh, transference. Everything to do with influence. Why? 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 Because relationships are spiritual. Relationships are spiritual. Church, are you getting this with me? Can you say it? Can you say it? Relationships are spiritual. Spiritual. Let me, let me, I'm going to break this down for you here. We're going to break it down to very practical terms here. I've got three points. The first one, can you guess what it is? Can you guess what it is? Can you put it up there? Y'all get it? Can you say it? Can you say it? Like, Y'all getting it at home? Like, relationships are spiritual. Your relationships are spiritual. Every level of your relationships are spiritual. Why? Because where there is intimacy, there's reproduction. Where there is closeness, there is influence. Relationships are spiritual. The second point is that relationships have a lasting impact. A lasting impact. The closer I am to a person, the more influence they have in my life. The closer I am in proximity, the more influence they have over me. The third one is that relationship choices are critical. Are critical. Are critical. Let's, let me make this very practical for you. If you want to change your weight, it probably won't happen until you make your relationships and your freedom brand new. Why? Because you can go to the gym by yourself for a little while, but eventually you're going to need an accountability partner that's going to come alongside of you and it's going to push you. 
that's going to message you. Even if they don't go with you, they're going to push you. And they're going to drive you, right? It all begins with those relationships. You're going to need that. If you want to grow in God, you better get somebody that's praying with you. That somebody that you have an accountability partner spiritually. And you know, when I was I, early on in my ministry, I remember being a youth pastor, and, and people would come to me. I, you know, the great thing about being a youth pastor, and, and Brady and Sarah know this, uh, is that, you know, parents, they come to you all the time with questions, right? Uh, and, and at that time, I was like 21, 22 years old, and, and I, like they would come to me and they'd ask me parenting questions. And I'd be like, bro, I ain't got no kids. That's not funny to y'all, but it's funny to me because I answered the questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I go home and I play Xbox after youth group too. Like, <laughs> like you don't know it, but I'm a dummy, man. Like, I, I, you... Like, I know the Bible, but like kids, no, nah, bro, I don't, I just, I just, I, yeah, I just know how to like, yeah, no clue. Now, that's not the case with our youth pastors, seriously. We have the, the best in the entire world, wisdom beyond their years. I am so thankful for them. Ask them your parents and questions. Didn't, don't ask me when I was 21, right? I, now, I just got to tell you, when they were asking me these questions, this statement always held true. And it's a very common statement here. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I would tell that to you, the parents over and over. And we saw it happen over and over because the parents would come to me and say, well, why is my daughter so mean right now? Well, she's probably hanging out with somebody that's taught her to be mean. Well, why don't my kids like to be at home? Well, m- maybe they're hanging out with people that don't go home. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Why? Because when there's closeness, there is influence. Where there is proximity, the difference is made. Proverbs 17 and 19, or 27 and 19 says, A mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like is shown by the kinds of friends that he chooses. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You know, they're not, I'm not, we're on a negativity fast right now, so I won't be negative. I refuse. But when, when I, I'm not, there are not many things in life that I hate. Uh, but the one thing in my life that I'm pretty close is Alabama football. Anybody there? Okay, I like three people. All right, all right it's cool. It's all cool. I, it's, it's, I'm on a negativity fast, so I won't say anything about them marrying their cousins or anything like that. I won't talk about it. Uh, but I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that today, okay? Um, but my friend, my friend Ryan loves Alabama football. I don't know where Ryan's at. Ryan in here? Is he here? Okay, Ryan loves Alabama football. That is a beautiful bearded, bearded man. He's just awesome. Uh, that's a great man. He is, he's awesome. Uh, but he loves Alabama football. And, and he grew up and, and like he's got family that was from there or whatever, you know, you know, that they all married cousins, okay? I just, just, uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But he loves Alabama football. And let me just tell you, I love Ryan Craiglow. That's my boy. Like, I, I, I'd do anything for Ryan Craiglow. That's a great man. That's a man that I want proximity with because I want, I want spiritual transference, right? That man is a wise man. I want that man around me. You know what I found myself doing on Monday night? I found myself getting a little excited when Alabama scored a touchdown. I thought, stop that. Don't do that. What's wrong with you? Go Tigers. I had to say it out loud just to remember. You know what I'm saying? I just say it out loud just so I can remind myself, right? And then Alabama scored again and again and again. I got kind of excited about it. I'm like, what is happening with me? Carmen, pray for me right now. I just, oh, Carmen. <laughs> Why? 
Why? Because I'm so close in proximity with Ryan, I knew that it pleased his heart when Alabama scored a touchdown. So it made me happy. It influenced me, even to the thing that I didn't even like. Church, let me just tell you, you better be careful about who you hang out with. You better be careful about the people you're around because what happens is they start rubbing off on you. There's a spirit that starts rubbing off on you. And you get excited about the things that they get excited about. What things are your friends and your, your co-workers and the people that you're going to hang out with, what things are they getting excited about? Are they getting excited about the gospel? Are they getting excited about nine people that got saved last week right here in this church? Are they getting excited about people being baptized, about people knowing God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, and making a difference? You better check your relationships, family. You better check them. Every connection creates closeness. And there's an influence that's developed there. So as I've done at the last few weeks, is I want to set all of this message up and make it very practical in three questions. I'm going to give you three questions, ask you three questions to examine your relationships and make them new. Y'all ready? Number one, am I nurturing important relationships? Am I nurturing important relationships? See, relationships don't stay where you left them last. I found that out this week. I was at Urban Air taking my, we were in Dallas and I took Ethan there for his birthday and we went to Urban Air. I have a six year old, I feel old. Um, and we went to Urban Air and we, I was sitting there and I was putting my socks on because I'm gonna jump too, okay? Uh, and, and so I was standing there and, or sitting there putting my socks on and this guy comes up to me and says, like randomly out of nowhere, says, hey, are you Michael Scobie? And I'm like, I don't know, Emma. <laughs> I said, yeah. And he pulls down his mask and he's like, man, I'm Josh Potter. What is up? My, literally, my friend from two doors down when I grew up in, Shre- in Bossier City, Louisiana, had come to, to, to Urban Air and he was there at the same time I was. We reconnected and we talked for an hour and a half just kind of reliving things and, and talking about where he was at and how life is and his wife's a police officer and all the things. See, that relationship didn't stay where I left it 15 years ago. I had to pick it up and I had to nurture it again. And now I got his cell phone number and Josh might be even watching. So I love you, Josh. Great to connect with you again. You know, my son, uh, Miles, uh, I, I won't say which parent made this mistake, but it, it, you know, it rhymes with Garmin. I, but I, 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 I wasn't at home at this time. I was working. Uh, but it, Carmen sent me this video. She had kind of gone and she was doing her work or something and she had let the kids kind of do their own thing and she sent me this video like she figured that was kind of quiet and like something's wrong and if your kids are quiet you got to go figure that out right you got to do that so I don't know how long she waited because this was pretty complicated Uh, but they went into the laundry room and both of them were in the dryer trying to close the door on themselves (laughs) if there was a start button they would have been tumbling Carmen's an amazing parent, by the way. She is, seriously. I love you, baby. You're awesome. (laughs) But Carmen rescued them from that. See, relationships don't stay where you left them. It's like Miles. He's not going to stay where you leave him. That trucker's going to travel. He's going to travel. Relationships don't stay where you leave them. Today, some of the most influential and impactful decisions in your life will happen in your relationships. And you might make them in this room today. Some influential decisions, but then you'll leave and you'll go and you'll get in a car. And you'll let the cares of this life 
and you let, let the enemy dilute everything that you heard today. The tragedy would be that you get to the end of the week and it's diluted so much that nothing would change because it's all gone. So you've got to nurture your relationships. You've got to nurture your relationships. You can't just be a Sunday Christian. You can't just be a Disney dad. You've got to be there. You've got to get on the floor and play Legos with them a little bit. You've got to play Barbie dolls. I know it's not the coolest thing. I know football's cooler. But you've got to get on the ground. You, gotta, you, you can't be, the, you can't be the, 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 the Disney dad. You've got to be there. Let me just tell you, husbands, you can't just kiss your wife once a week. You've got to come on. You've got to put one on her. You know what I'm talking about? Come here, baby. Give me some of this. You know, you've got to put one on her. And, and, and I... I really do believe in relationships so much to the point that in a few weeks we're doing an entire series on this called Love Songs. I can't wait. It's an entire series breaking down the Song of Solomon. Ooh, it's going to get steamy in the house. It's going to get good. It's going to get good. Parents, let me just tell you, now might be a good time for you to introduce yourself to the kids' ministry. Okay? All right? might be a good time because I'm just telling you kids, it's going to be a little PG-13. Your kids may not be wanting to be on, <laughs> put them on a separate stream, okay? We'll put something else on, all right? Uh, you know, I, but it, hey, good news is I just got 100% participation out of the man. They're like, I'm here. Yeah, boy, I'm going to be there. Right? You better nurture those relationships. You better nurture that relationship with your, with your husband. You better nurture that relationship with your family. You better nurture your relationship with God. Galatians 5, 13 through 15 says, serve one another in love. Nurture it. Nurture it. Build it. Grow it. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. The second question I have for you is, am I severing harmful relationships? Am I severing harmful relationships? Some of us have friends and coworkers that you need to distance yourself from because if you're intimate, there will be a reproductive response and you can't stop it. I don't care if it hurts their feelings. I don't care. Young person, don't allow that person to mislead you away from your destiny. Don't let it happen. Maybe it's that person that tells the bad jokes at work and you're just like, oh, I'll just laugh at them. I just won't retell them. Closeness creates influence. 1 Corinthians 15 and 13, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Don't let the people you are around dilute your developmental process. Proverbs 12 and, and 26 says, A righteous man is cautious in friendships. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. The word tells us to stay away from the angry, stay away from the jealous, stay away from the immoral, stay away from the greedy. Why? Because relationships are spiritual. It's about will you be the one that is influenced or will you be the influencer? Are you the influencee or are you the influencer? 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for, for, what, uh, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness. That word yoke, actually the, the word yoke there is koinonia. Koinonia, can you say that with me? Say koinonia. And it actually means 
closeness. Don't be, don't be close. Close. The third is the third question I have for you is: Am I initiating meaningful relationships? Will you stand with me across the room today? We're going to end a little bit differently than we normally do. We talked about nurturing relationships that we have, and we've talked about cutting relationships off that we need to because relationships are spiritual, right? Relationships are spiritual. We talked about all that. But then finally, the third one, am I initiating meaningful relationships? See, there are some relationships in your life that you need that you've resisted the urge and resisted the call to. There are some people in your life that you are called to change, but you keep it avoiding. Next Sunday is Life Group Sunday. It's where we launch our life groups because I believe in relationships, they're spiritual. So our life groups are spiritual. If you want the complete package of knowing God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference, it's great that you know God and you come to church on Sunday and you're a part of our, our online family. That's amazing. But for you to truly find freedom, I don't care if you're in person or if you're doing a Zoom group online, you have got to be doing life with people because relationships are spiritual. I know I say it often, but I've preached an entire message today, and I hope you heard my heart because there's a spiritual transference of blessing that will get us to where we're going if we will realize this concept and live it out. There's a spiritual transference. Freedom is spiritual there's so many groups going on. Let me just tell you, if you're new to Vibrant online or in person, I just got to tell you, if you join a life group for the first time for the first few weeks, I'll tell you, it's going to be awkward. I'll get it right out there at the front. Because a lot of times you don't know these people when you come in, you're like, kind of hang out. You just want the temptation is there to pull out your phone and just scroll Facebook because that's your comfortability. And and you're just kind of sitting there and you're doing that. Rebuke that out of yourself. Okay. Because eventually it's going to, it happens, I see it all the time. They start out and they go to a life group and it's awkward at first. And then week three or four, they discover somebody that they just cannot live without. If you don't believe me, you should hear, you should see the yoga ladies, yoga group. Jesus is my yogi or something. That's why I don't, I I don't know. I just randomly hear my wife laughing across the the house and and it's just, it's people that you can't do life without right? Because why, 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 why? Because relationships are spiritual. Spiritual. Two things I want you to do. Number one, when these life groups come out next Sunday, you have the opportunity to sign up in person or online. The first thing I want you to do is shop for a life group. We had over 20 life groups last semester in the middle of a pandemic. We had over 20 life groups that you could have chosen from. That's incredible. That's awesome. I think we should praise God for that. That's awesome. That's great. Shop for one. Find a life group. But then the second thing is commit to it. Buy in. Go in. I'm going. I don't care what happens unless I get COVID. Don't come then. All right? All right. Lysol all over y'all. Don't do that. Okay? Commit to it. I'm going all in. Go all in. All in. Proverbs 18 and 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. John 15 and 15. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Not only are relationships to our people spiritual, 
God has called us friend. We'll never understand the friendship that comes from God until we truly understand the friendship that God already aligned in the beginning of time. Until we understand that. See, right now, some of you, have you've heard this word and maybe you've been isolated. Or maybe you've been connected to too many people that you need to let go of. You feel like God is calling you right now to make some changes. Some of you right now are making some decisions in your world. Am I saying to step away from everybody that's not a Christian? Absolutely not. Because we're called to change the world. Remember, Jesus in the Great Commission, he said, go therefore. That's what we're called to. We're called to people that are not believers. But I'm asking, are you prepared to be the influencer? Are you prepared to influence that spiritual transference that God has given you the opportunity? you close your eyes right now some of you are making decisions for your life relationally that are going to change the course of this year for you you're becoming brand new on the inside so it's going to change your relationships you're not going to think the way that you used to thought, uh, think you're not going to uh, you're not going to have the same outlook on life that you had before you're not going to have the same relationship boundaries that you had before you're going to step your relationship boundaries up because relationships are spiritual that I'm close with are the people I'm influenced by. Let me pray over you today. Jesus, Lord, right now, God, we, we recognize how important your word, the importance of your word as it comes to relationships, God. And right now, we just, we kind of repent and come back to that, God. Recognizing that not only do we need the friendships and relationships that you've put in front of us, God, you've already opened the door for them. God, we need them. But we also need the transference of spiritual blessing that comes with that. God, I pray that you would allow spiritual blessing that is on every one of these families, anointing that is on every one of these families to be passed on to the people that they connect with. God, I pray a spirit of influence on the people that are listening online and in person. A spirit of influence. When they go out into the highways and the byways and they connect with people, that people would recognize that there's something different inside about them. Not outside, but there's something deep internally that is different different because there's been a spiritual blessing that has been handed down to them because they understand the power of spiritual relationships. They understand the power of freedom. God, I pray that you give this church a brand new freedom. You would give this church a brand new understanding and a revelation of relationships. God, that we would dive into it together. 100% of us go all into relationships knowing that you are the one that provides joy in life. You are the one that gives peace in life. But you do all of this through relationships. You are the one that provides healing. You are the one that provides freedom. But you do all of this through relationships. So God, we commit to dive in to spiritual relationships again. We commit to dive in 100% to what you are wanting to do in our church, in our community. God, I pray that you would multiply this group. You would multiply this congregation. God, let it happen with blessing. Let it happen. Let their spiritual transference happen where one becomes two, where two becomes four, where four becomes 16, and on and on where we could reach thousands of people with your gospel so thousands of people can discover their purpose and they can see the spiritual transference and the spiritual blessing, God, that you have for us. I pray that you would protect our church. You would protect this family 
you would let them lead strong and let them be a church of influencers, not influences. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you accept that on your life right now, I wish you'd clap your hands and give a shout of praise. Come on, let's lift it up. Hallelujah. This week, I know we're ending a little bit differently today, but I want you to take this word and I want you to live it out. I want you to live it out because relationships are... That wasn't good enough, family. Relationships are... Y'all better say it like the room's full. Relationships are... Come on, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being at church today. We'll see you Wednesday night at 6.30. Be blessed.